Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Here we go. Stephen Covey, Eighth Habit, Season 6, Episode 15, The Soul's Search for Meaning. For Meaning. What is your meaning? It's when I brought on that girl. I'm probably going to have to like post that podcast on here at some point. I brought her on to my podcast, and it was just amazing. She... At the age of 16, she was dealing with depression, almost took her life. She said, the reason why I had depression is because I felt like I was in a straitjacket in this country. I was trying to change things that are unchangeable. Asia, you know how Asian culture is. There's no way that you could change anything. Korea, China, Japan, it's all the same. They adapt. It's machinery. You have to do as you say. There is no and ifs or buts. There's a cultural change happening in Japan now, right? birth rate's going down because the women are like, man, I'm not being no fucking housewife anymore. That was like 60 shit. Uh-uh. So now people ain't making babies anymore. So think about it, guys. She said, no, fuck that. I'm going to go to America. Went to America. She said, I'm free. I could wear short shorts. I could do this. I could do that. <gasps> I think I found the meaning. She's like, man, I don't want to do college. I said, well, good on you. College ain't going to get you a goddamn thing, but about a $700 <laughs> paycheck at one of the big companies out here in Thailand. Mm-mm, you don't want that bullshit. So she ended up climbing the ladder even more. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is exciting. Because two years lay off, 18 and 20. Now she's going to be doing a huge missionary thing out there in the Philippines. And then after that, she's going to be going to good old America BYU University in Hawaii. She's like, I want to learn how to surf. I love acting. I love this. I love that. See, she searched for her meaning. See, I'm going to give you a quote from Stephen Covey's book. Deep within each one of us, there is an inner longing to We may doubt ourselves and our ability to do so. But I want you to know of my deep conviction that you can live such a life. You have the potential within you. You know, Les Brown says you have greatness within you. Stephen Covey says, he says it is your birthright of the human family. You know, there were a sequence of events that had happened in early 2009. I'm going to try to run this through you guys so you understand this very, like, you know, I got to clarify this. I want you guys, I want clarity for you guys. I remember being at Starbucks. I forgot that guy. Civic Center. Civic Center in Cheyenne, out there in North Las Vegas. It was about January 9th. That's the night that my ex-girlfriend had broken up with me. Hurry up, got into a rebound relationship, etc., etc. Greatest night of my life. I had no friends at that time. She destroyed all. She manipulated me out of all my friendships. She knew exactly what she was doing. But I had one friend. Her name was Chandre. I called her. I said, Chandre, Filipino girl. I was like, oh my God, help me, please. You know, this happened, that happened. She was there to nurture me. She was there to help that inner child. I was never really close to my family at that time. But I started building up my relationship with my brother at that time. It was good. It was good. I mean, it wasn't the best until my brother got a job and he started making a significant amount of money. Because then he felt like he had more power over me. But that's when our relationship was at its best. But nonetheless, come on. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. February came around. Chandre introduced me on a hiking trail to Red Rock Canyon to this lady named Unita, uh, Girl Unita, Terrence Robert Del Rosario, and this other girl. Oh, my God. Something Smith. I don't know. She was, oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. She was a, a, a very a snappy one. She was very rude to one of the waitresses. 
because, I don't know, she implied that the waitress uh, said the black guy couldn't buy $4 shrimp, all this stuff. It was a whole bunch of craziness, you know. But um, uh, I was very angry at Unita. I was going to blow up on her through Facebook. But then she was like, no, 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 I completely agree. And I was like, ooh, you about to get it. You were about to get it. A friendship wasn't born then. But through March and April, that's when the friendship was born. And throughout these months, I started meeting people. Carrie. You know, this guy who I'm still friends with on Facebook, as a matter of fact. Carrie was talking about Vietnam. I met another guy sometime throughout 2009. Um, he was like a president of some kind of leadership club. Different from the regular social norm, just beating out the bullshit rules of society. And so after that, you know, uh, I, I met up with Unita. Then Unita was like, hey, you have you ever heard of couch surfing? Couch surfing was the thing back then. And I was like, no, she's like, well, I had someone stay on my couch the other night. You know, she's from Australia, but, uh, but she's Chinese, but she had an Australian accent because she's Chinese-Australian. And it was all, so amazing. And this, and I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Australia. Oh, what a hint. That was in April of 2009. April. Next month, May 2009. I woke up in the middle of the night. And right then there was a nudge. I wrote on my blog, I'm looking at it right now, it said Arsenio, it was a voice. There's no more, there's, there, there's, I'm sorry, not no more, there's more to life, more to greatness, more to your ability, more to everything. I went on Google, flights to Australia, found a flight, $700 round trip v Australia, now known as Virgin Australia. I emailed my friend, Satomi. I said, Satomi, man, what if I come out there? Can I do this, do that? She was elated, beyond elated. I booked my flight without consulting anyone. And from that point forward, my life had changed forever. The relationships I had with my family had changed forever, although it was still pretty good. For the next two years, we were still very close, most definitely. But after I came back from Australia, they were all just strangers to me. Because I was at a completely different level of consciousness. Maybe when I came back from Australia, I was probably at like about 200. But being around that family, it brought me back down to something very, very low. But then I was still sustaining myself and being around those people who were just like at 400 and 500. Didn't even know that at times. But overall, what I'm trying to say is I just felt like there was a deeper meaning. That there was more for me to give. More for me to experience. More for me to express a way to express myself and that's what ended up happening this year now of course the podcast and this was all just a byproduct of me becoming just one of the most magnificent individuals i could become but i'm gonna leave this with you a quote it says all of us can consciously decide to leave behind a life of mediocrity And to live a life of greatness. When I, before 2008, I had a girlfriend. I had this bullshit ass laptop, Toshiba. It was the great financial crisis. I just felt like, oh my God, I'm over here meeting these weird people in my classes. I don't know what I should do until I joined Dental Assistant and beginning in 2009. Met Jessica Zamora, who I still speak to today. Wonderful girl. She's over here talking to me about, yeah, you need to help me with these different trips. And she's like, oh, well, trips ain't happening anymore. But she was going to be going to Tahiti, which is a place I would love to go to, but I'll probably just go to Samoa. But anyways, I met her. I met Ida Ohan. 
She's still my friend, obviously, on Facebook. Well, she we, we linked back up last year. She's like, holy fuck me. What happened to you? This is crazy. You know, um, I just ended up, you, you know, in 2009, I met just a completely different set of friends. And then going into, you know, after I came back from Australia, that latter stage of 2009 was the most exciting latter stage of my life. Because... I remember I was just around these sexy ass women. My goodness gracious, had a girl from Hawaii, had a, uh, another girl over here, had a girl over here. We created such a profound bond. Like we knew Thursday nights we had like this dental chair side, we had to take x-rays and get graded and this and that. We had so many funny stories. We would go out and go get drinks at a fucking bar. My goodness, guys. These were some incredible moments. And I was just consciously aware that, hey, man, I think I'm more deserving. I think I deserve better friends. Not from what 2008 was, but 2009 was a coming out party. Now, 2010 ended up being a suck-ass year. Yeah, I graduated, all that good stuff. But, you know, I ended up going to Australia. But the latter st- stage of 2010 was garbage. Although, yes, I did meet my girlfriend then, you know, at that time. Be interested in everything. Be, I don't give a fuck. A decision can be made by every one of us.